Greetings, Gorehounds, to this episode four of the To Watch Pile After Dark podcast, where we are counting down my 50 favourite horror films. This episode sees us at film 48 out of 50, and it's the first full-length feature film from English director Christopher Smith. on the platform. Unfortunately, that trailer doesn't tell you much, especially the title of my 48th film, which is 2004's Creep. Creep tells of strong-willed professional Kate, Franca Patonte, who is leaving a work function early with an intention to sneak into an A-lister party where she is setting her sights on George Clooney, who is supposed to be there. Unfortunately, the friend who she is supposed to leave with goes on without her, and she's left to catch a train to the destination, but she is a little drunk and tired, and dozes off on the train station, awaking to find the last train, her train, has left, and the entire station is abandoned. Another train turns up regardless and she jumps on it, only to have it stop deep in the tunnels, and for her to find out she's not alone. One of her workmates, Guy, Jeremy Sheffield, a man she rejected the advances of at the party, has followed her the train, and high on drugs attempts to rape her but the rape is stopped when he is dragged off the train by something in the tunnels. Very quickly, Kate discovers there is a monster in the tunnels, a misshapen creature who murders those stuck in his tunnels at night. The victims pile up as Kate seeks assistance in her plight, but everyone she asks for help ends up on the wrong end of the creature's wrath. A creature we discovered to be named Craig, Sean Harris, who lives in the abandoned rooms, offices and doctor's surgeries that were built in case the aristocracy ever had to retreat underground during a war. But he knows about the human race only through the things he has observed by what happens in these rooms. And he copies them. The attraction for me with this film initially was the appearance of Patonte, who I had really liked in films Anatomy, Blow, Run Lola Run and two of the Bourne Identity films. 
She's atypical of the regular type that ends up in these roles in so much she's an actor of great skill. Her characters always have a great tenacity and she doesn't try to disguise her accent. But this wasn't what attracted me to the film. It was the location, which I must expand upon. My first proper job was in the city of Sydney and from my humble house in the suburbs, I had a fairly decent trip into work. I read hundreds and hundreds of horror novels in my time going back and forth. And like most people in those tender young ages, I dreamed myself to be a great horror novelist. It must be easy, right? Anyway, when the trip got to the city, the train would go into the subway or underground or whatever you want to call it, and I'd stop reading and look out the window into the darkness. The idea of these dark caves under the technological wonders of modern society were always alluring, and my ideas for novels merged with my experiences, with those of fantastical characters made out of hive-minded slugs and weird sex-obsessed mutants, influenced by Sean Hudson and H.P. Lovecraft, no doubt. When I first saw this film over 10 years ago, I reviewed it for the now-defunct Digital Retribution website, and it reminded me of those days, both the experience in the tunnels and the monsters living within them. I felt like Smith had reached into my skull and pulled out my ideas and then thrown an actress that I really liked into it. Yes, it's reminiscent of the 1972 Gary Sherman film Deathline, but only so much in its location. Smith claims that he had never heard of that film, and the differences are enough that I have no reason not to believe him saying that, especially when you consider it not necessarily a well-known example of early 70s horror. As I do these To Watch Pile After Dark podcasts, I'm re-watching the films and honestly I wish I had placed this higher as I hadn't watched it for a while. The story is gripping, the gore is plentiful and the antagonist is disturbing, though like all good horror movies, there is that one scene that will make everyone wince just a little bit and the rest cross their legs in terror. It should be pointed out too that Craig is played by Sean Harris, who played Ian Curtis of Joy Division in the docudrama 24 Hour Party People. He played Solomon Lane in a couple of the Mission Impossible films and Fifield in the surprising alien prequel Prometheus. The role could have been disappointing in the hands of a lesser actor, but Harris's physicality brings something special to the role. If I'm to point out anything that isn't great with this film, it's the makeup that Harris has to wear. It's a very generic mutant makeup that at time, under some light, looks like a thickened cake mixture has been stuck to the poor actor's face. After this, Smith went on to direct other interesting films as well. The follow-up to this being 2006's Severance, 2009's Triangle, and 2010's Black Death. All films worth checking out. So that's it. We've creeped around as we can and this episode must come to a close. Thank you for listening to the To Watch Pile After Dark podcast. And please, check out my other podcast, The Nerds of Oz, and my horror movie reviews at www.towatchpile.com. I'd really appreciate it too if you like the podcast. Give me a five-star rating and leave a comment. Until next time. Watch Pile After Dark is part of the Nerds of Oz podcasting network.